0: Okay. Hello everyone and welcome to Total Sports Talk broadcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Eric. And we are going to go ahead and get this party started. So, a few things that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about Colin Kaepernick, I want to talk about um the Thursday night football game, I want to talk about tanking, um a little bit about basketball in that regard, and I have a college football idea. That I want to run by you, Eric, and the fans. Um, That's what I want to talk about. Eric, is there stuff that you want to talk about, or are you kind of on the same page?
1: Uh, Kind of on the same page. I also want to preview um, a couple of uh, possible uh, matchups in the NFL this weekend as well. We didn't get to that last week or last episode, but uh, there's two games I want to talk about, that I think are really going to set the stage
0: of where a couple of teams are. All right, that's, uh, that's totally fair. So let me, let me go ahead and start with what I put on YouTube this morning. So if you guys go to the last video that I posted on YouTube, um, I went ahead and I put this up um, because I felt like it was um, relevant to how I feel about the issue Uh, currently. Now, before I get into any of this, let me just say that the NFL did the right thing in suspending um, uh, Miles Garrett for the season. Um, And if they decide that they want to suspend him um, into next year, I I think that might be, um, I mean, if that's their decision, that's their decision. I'm not going to sit here and say that I necessarily have an issue even with that. Um, Pouncey getting suspended for three games. I tend to agree with Mark May. I think it should have been maybe one game at the most. Um, but I also agree with the caller that called into the sports talk radio show that I was listening to yesterday that the only reason they suspended him for three games is so he's not eligible for the Browns game in two weeks to avoid any kind of a fiasco. So I just want to well, be, well, oh, oh, let me, let me interrupt you there. him
1: three games. I mean, if you look, he was kicking him. Okay, he was kicking Garrett while he was on the ground. Policy is going to most likely end up. Um, he's going to appeal, and they might actually, they might actually have him for that game, unless they are really sticklers about it. Um, you know, we've seen in the past, actually, pretty recently, um, how the suspensions have pretty much stuck and not been, you know, resetted by a game or two, and so. I expect Pouncey to only get one or two games after the appeal is heard. And I know Garrett's going to appeal, um, but I expect him while he's appealing that they won't allow him to play.
0: Yeah. I I think it's, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. But first of all, that I want to make sure is clear. Now I have another question. And the question is to the Steeler fans that like to pretend Like this is something that should be tried before the court of law. Okay? So here's my feeling on that. If you're in that group, I put this on our, on my YouTube channel, guys, I have to say the WWE needs to suspend John Cena for using a chair. I hope Kofi Kingston precious charges because this has never happened before in the history of the WWE. This type of violence cannot be tolerated in professional sports today. Just the other day, I saw two guys in an octagon kick and pummel each other until one passed out. Last month, I saw an official allow two guys with gloves to punch each other repeatedly in the face. This is toxic masculinity at its worst. I'm so triggered, I need to buy my Gillette razor and my tampons for my male menstruating that Thursday night football caused. Podcast coming soon. If you are in that category that you think Miles Garrett should have criminal charges pressed against him, Do not watch another down of professional football. We don't need you. We don't want you. You are pathetic. You are a snowflake to the nth degree. You are a milk toast, soy boy, male feminist, and you're pathetic in every aspect of sports life. Okay? I remember watching highlights of Jack Lambert in 1976, ripping the helmet off of a Cleveland Brown player and kicking him in the back of the head, which, by the way, can also kill somebody. I remember watching Michael Hainsworth go ahead and step on the head of a Dallas Cowboy player with his cleats while the guy's helmet was also taken off of his head by Albert Hainsworth. Okay? I don't seem to recall Steeler fans asking for, what's it, I don't need Olenhoffen to get, Criminal charges pressed against him when he deliberately went at the kneecap of Carson Palmer in a playoff game, which essentially could have ended his career and prevented him from being able to walk ever again. It's really funny to me how when the shoe's on the other foot, you guys want to play this you know, high, unmighty, oh my God, I can't believe, it is flipping football. Now, I'm not for swinging a helmet and trying to hit a guy, but criminal charges, criminal
1: charges. All right, Anthony, could I stop you there, please,
0: while you keep going on and making a fool of yourself? I'm making a fool it's, of it's, myself. It's, it's, actually, it's actually already
1: come out that said that Rudolph's agent is not going to press charges.
0: No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Steeler fans calling in on talk radio. I'm talking about ESPN announcers and I'm talking about fans all over social media saying that he should get criminal charges pressed against him. I'm not talking about what his agent said or Mason Rudolph. When
1: when is the last time that ESPN media people actually uh, mattered?
0: I don't disagree with that. But the fact that this is the language being used right now, I'm going to call it out. And the fact that there are Steeler fans out there that are agreeing with this stupidity, I'm going to call it out. Well, Steeler fans, I'll tell you this right now. I have one name for you. James Harrison, mic drop up. Thank you. Right. So I just want to make that clear. Okay. Again, Miles Garrett should have been suspended for the season. What he did was atrocious and there's no place for that in professional football. There wasn't a place for that in 1976 when Jack Lambert did it, although he didn't get any suspension. It was just kind of an accepted mentality of the game. But even back then, people viewed that as a line cross too far, right? It's like when Jack Tatum purposely tried to injure Daryl Stingley and ended his career and made him a quadriplegic. There is no tolerance of that in football, but let's also not go full blown retard and talk about getting a guy criminal charges. All right. So, all right. So the next thing that we want to talk about are some key matchups here for Sunday's game. So Eric, take it away.
1: All right. First, I want to cover, England and Philadelphia. Uh, I like this. Uh, the Patriots come in with a two-game losing streak against Philly, and that includes in the postseason because the last time they met was the Super Bowl a couple years ago when it was um, back and forth offensive showing. Well, this time it's Carson Wentz against the Patriots defense, and his best receiver not only is Kurtz, but his best wide receiver that he's going to be throwing to this week is going to be Nelson Aguilar. I don't like Philly in this game. I think New England comes in and runs this game up. I think you're going to see like a 52 to 20 game. Yeah, I think it's going to be that bad. I think New England's kicked, That they're like, we don't want to lose to Philly. We're going to beat Philly. Let's take it to them, no matter where this game is being played at. Uh, but I like the Patriots big in this game.
0: Wow, um, I don't know that I like the Patriots big in this game. I think anytime they play against a defense that's relevant, you know, to me. Let me put it this way. I want to see what New England does against a real football team. And we saw them play Baltimore and they got smoked. Now they're playing another team that I don't want to say they're great, but they're certainly better than some of the competition they've seen so far. Um, I'm curious to see how this game goes. Uh, personally, I think um, I think you got to give New England the upper hand just because it's New England. Um, But I'd be very curious to see how they handle the pressure up the middle and how they handle the running game and what they do with Tom Brady. But right now, I'm going to say New England wins, but I'm not going to say big. I'm going to say close. I'll say, you know, three-point game, something like that. Next game, what you got?
1: Next game, houston Baltimore. I like this matchup for one reason. Two exciting quarterbacks. Say what you will about Lamar Jackson, but I think he's really thrived this year. Mm -hmm. As far as Deshaun Watson, well, you know what team I believe he should have been on. Yeah. Um, I can get into a whole other episode about Deshaun Watson later. But, um, but I like this Houston-Baltimore matchup in Baltimore. Uh, you can throw and run on the Houston Texans defense. It's not the same defense coming into this year with Watt now out. And Clowney's gone. Uh, so they super on worthless. Um Hollywood Brown is, is questionable in this game. I just think that um I just think that Baltimore's gonna come in here and run down Houston's throat and they're gonna they're gonna take this game twenty-eight,
0: twenty-four. Let me just start by saying this. Um I've been critical of Lamar Jackson. But you can't be critical of Lamar Jackson this year. He's proven to be one hell of a quarterback this year, and he's really thriving under the system, and I think You know, it may be temporary because this type of offense, you're not going to last in the league very long. So why not utilize him to the best of his ability? So credit to Baltimore for going, you know what? We're not worried about longevity. We're worried about making sure that this player can be the best player that he can be for as long as he can play. Deshaun Watson is a player that I I think is going to one day be the best quarterback in this league. Um, And I don't even think it's going to be close. Uh, You you could talk about Mahomes. Mahomes in a really good situation right now. What Watson is doing with a terrible coach, with an awful uh, cast around him, specifically at the running back position in the O-line, tells me more about him as a quarterback than Patrick Mahomes right now in Kansas City. Um, That being said, it's hard to get bet against Baltimore right now. I got to pick Baltimore in a close one. But I don't think it shows, or it's it's a reflection at all on Deshaun Watson.
1: No, not at all. So, all right. No, this is uh, this is the second time these guys will match up in the last three years. By the way, the last time they matched up was in college. They had a really good uh, showing, so I'm expecting them to put on uh, some fireworks
0: uh, yeah. this week as well. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with that. Now, I want to I want to jump gears here a little bit to the college game. So Eric, I don't know if you remember, but for the longest time I talked about, I'm not for expanding the playoffs. I'm not even for the playoffs unless you're going to pay the players, right? Do you remember me saying that? Absolutely. Multiple, multiple times. So now that we're officially paying college football players, um, now that we essentially have turned the college football world into a semi-pro league, I have a system That will be fair for everybody are you ready so now that we're paying players let's expand the college football playoffs but i don't want to expand it to eight teams i don't want to expand it to six teams hell i don't even want to expand it to 10 teams we got a top 20 let's utilize it let's expand it to 20 teams so here's what you do you have 13 regular season games. You have championship game weekend. Every conference must have a championship game. Even if you only have 10 teams in your league, then you're one and two play each other. Okay? Now the teams that aren't in the top 20, you guys can get your own little bowl week. You can play those bowl weeks over a two-week period. For the top 20 teams, here's my breakdown. You have two brackets. First, you have... Um, play in Saturday. Now that's the first week of the bowl games, but your marquee game is going to be 18 versus 20 and 17 versus 19. So 18 versus 20, whoever wins that goes on, let's just call it the Western bracket or the, the, you know, we'll just call it the Western bracket for now. I don't care what you name it later on. 17 versus 19. They'll go ahead and they'll play on the Eastern bracket. Okay. Again. Don't worry about the names. I'm just trying to do this so you can picture this visually, okay, or, or auditorially. Now, the next round, the next week, you have what I call Wild Card Saturday, and that is going to be your winner of the 18 versus 20 game against the number 16 team in the in the in the country, and then on the other side, you've got the winner of the 17 versus 19 playing against the number 15 team in the country. And that's it. It's just those two games and the rest of the bowl games. Now, once those bowl games are done, now you go to the first round of the playoffs. On the Eastern bracket, you'd have one versus the winner of the wild card. You'd have four versus number 14, five versus number 12, and seven versus number 10. On the other side, you'd have two versus the wild card three versus 13, six versus 11, and eight versus nine. Then in the second round, you'd have your elite eight, right? And then the next, that would be the next week. And then the following week, you'd have your final four. And then you have your championship game. Now your championship game, it alternates every year like it does right now, or like it used to. So the Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl, um, um, Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl, Orange bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Those are your four bowl games. Anytime, let's say the Rolls Bowl's the championship site, right? Then your final four would be the Cotton Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the Orange Bowl. And you just simply maybe even throw the Cotton Bowl into that equation where every five years. That keeps the prestige of the Rolls Bowl and the Cotton Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the Orange Bowl relevant right? And you still get to use those venues now twice through the course of a postseason. So I think that would be the most fair because let's face it, a number 20 seeded team, a number 20 ranked team could very easily beat a number one ranked team. We've seen it happen before. And this eliminates any confusion and it makes the top 20 relevant. What do you think, Eric?
1: Uh, it could work, but then you're always going to have the, oh, we don't like the way this is set up crap.
0: Well, but I think it's the most fair. I think it includes the most teams. And just because you win your championship doesn't mean you're automatically in the tournament, but it does mean you're guaranteed an extra game. So that's good for the schools. And that's good for the teams that made it into the top 20. And I don't know of anybody that's going to be like, what about the 21st ranked team? We don't even know who the 21st ranked team is in the country right now, unless you're in that state and that happens to be your team and you're almost in the top 20. So I don't know. I think it makes the most sense. The only complaint that I can see is, is somebody brought up to me, my wife brought up to me actually this morning, is that all of those teams, the one, the four, the 14, the five, the 12, the seven, the 10, the nine, the eight, the 11, the six, the 13, the three, and the two. They all get two weeks off while the 18 and 20, 17 and 19 theoretically may have to play every single week without a week off. And the um, number 16 and number 15 team, they only get one week off. That's the only thing that that's the only complaint that I've heard from this idea so far. But then again, I have only bounced it off of three people. So I don't know. What's your takey? I think there's never going to be a perfect system,
1: i be honest with you. Um, I mean, the the AP and uh, coaches polls had their flaws. The BCS had its flaws. Um, now we're talking about the college football playoff. It's got its flaws. I mean, if you're going to put in the four best teams, you know, and there's one team that's on the outside and they're, they have no losses, and that team might be like a a Boise State or somebody who's not ranked in the top ten, then it's still to me it. it, it you want you want you want a college football playoff. You put the four undefeated teams in there to see who really that comes out on top. Yeah, um, but that's just me. Like, well, that would that would be call, that would be called logic. Um,
0: yeah, I, I just think that you know, to me, I would like to see, I would like to see Alabama take on a team that they haven't seen before, in a team like you know, I'd like to see. I think it would be good. Whether it would work, another story altogether. You guys tell us what you think. We got to wrap this show up because we're running out of time. So, I'm Anthony. I'm Eric. Horns up. Bear down. Go Rams!
1: Go Bears!
0: Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed the first podcast. Out. Go. So, as far as
1: mobile Garrett is concerned, um, I thought the NFL did a great job and worked swiftly suspend him right away. We've seen the NFL uh, twiddle their fingers uh, with things in the past, um, but I, I was actually surprised when they came out with it on Friday. That said, Garrett is suspended indefinitely. I also like the stance that Baker Mayfield took with the whole Milo Garrett situation. I thought it took an exceptional leadership quality of what he did, uh, and I think he's going to grow from it. You know, everything that he said, you know, can't have that. I've got to be held accountable. Um, you know, I think he really stood up uh, for all of his teammates. And even Garrett, too, and Garrett knows that he made a mistake, but you know what, you can't undo it. Uh, um, you know, that's that's it as far as the as the Browns are concerned. They went out, they played some good football. They won 21-7. to 7. The Steelers, I don't know what to make of them. Maybe they can learn from this. Um, but, I mean, as you mentioned prior, Rudolph is one tough SOB as far as taking a helmet to the head without a helmet on. Yeah. Um but man, that if you watch any of that game, there were helmet to helmet hits here, there were helmet to helmet hits there, guys leaving concussion, injuries after hits. I mean, it was a hard hitting game and it just ended up being a black guy with seven seconds well, to go on the last Yeah, games.
0: I- I'm glad I'm glad you said that because here's the question that I have, Eric, is you know, why is it that when there's a hard hitting old school football game, everyone likes to cringe and go, Oh, it's bad, it's it's a bad look. It's the-. I mean, look. Unless it's deliberate helmet to helmet contact where the guy is clearly targeting and trying to hit him in the helmet, kind of like the Bengals did against Brandon Cooks, kind of like, you know, Garrett taking a helmet and trying to hit the guy in the head at the end of the game. Unless it's blatant, you know, I I don't understand. And maybe you can help me understand. I don't understand this concept of taking a hard hitting old school game and trying to make it into something it isn't. And maybe it goes back into the whole pussification thing, which is basically what I was making my statement about. When I read my YouTube comment on this whole situation, what do you take from it? Because do you feel like it's cheapening the game?
1: Um, that's difficult to answer for me. Only, yeah. because, well, only
0: because it's football. That's what you're signed up for. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why it's getting really hard to watch. It's really hard for me to hear people claim how tough football players are when things like, you know, a routine hit where the guy happened to be a little bit lower than maybe he was anticipating because the guy that had the ball dropped a little bit lower than he had anticipated. And all of a sudden, you know, he can't get up. And like I stated before over and over again, you know, Gary Clark, Helmet-to-helmet hit by Ronnie Lott. Clear hit to the head. Pops right back up. I don't get it. I don't get it. And and I'm with you.
1: Well, well a lot of this, too, you know, as I see when they call helmet-to-helmet,
0: is absolutely trash anyways because, mm-hmm. you know, what does the ball carrier do when he's getting ready for a hit?
1: He crouches down. You know, the defender's already, I don't want to say lunging, but they're already getting ready to tackle him. Right. And, you know, there's helmet to helmet right there because the ball carrier initiates the contact. How difficult of a concept is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So I I don't know. I don't know. Um, Anyway, one other thing, Mason Rudolph is one tough SOB. I'll just repeat that again, you know, and and I'm glad he's okay because I think he is the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they have the replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. So good on that organization for finding their guy of the future. Right, right. Well, from a black eye Thursday
1: night at the end of the game to another black guy in the NFL. We're just going to get this out of the way now. Yes, our old friend, if you can call him that, is back in the news with a workout in Atlanta at 3 p.m. today, Saturday. His name is Colin Kaepernick. Yes, the same Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick who hasn't been in, the, in football in three years. Uh, publicity stunt, Anthony?
0: <laughs> um, I don't think it is. Um, Maybe for the teams okay. trying...
1: Okay,
0: is it legit then? I think he legitimately wants back in the league. I think the other teams that are going to watch him is a publicity stunt. So I think it's kind of a mix of both. Um, I think he genuinely wants back in the NFL because, again, I'm going to reiterate something I said three years ago. So so for those of you that are new, let me explain to you. The only reason Colin Kaepernick took a knee, it wasn't for police brutality. It wasn't because he wanted to become an activist all of a sudden one day. He was adopted by an all-white family, was raised by an all-white family, and had no issues with police or any of this stuff while he was going through high school, while he was going through UNLV, while he was making his way up through the NFL. And then his performance dropped. His ability went in the toilet. He lost whatever he had, and he became a subpar, no talent quarterback. And because of that, he couldn't stomach not being a starting quarterback anymore, So he found himself a way to stay relevant while not playing and tried to use racism as a way to get his starting job. No one will convince me that it is anything other than that. And if you want proof, once he got his big payout from Nike, how many police stations did he go to and try and improve the relations with the black community? How many communities did he go to and try and bring the police and those communities together to try and get them to see eye to eye? How many times did he go on CNN and touch on this topic? How much of his money did he give to these programs that were trying to facilitate relations, better relations between minority communities and the police force? Oh, that's right. The answer is zero. So I'm sorry, you can miss me with that nonsense. He wanted to stay relevant and he found himself a way to do it. So he, in itself, is a publicity stunt, anybody that tries to bring him in. But I do genuinely believe he wants back into the NFL because he's not talented at anything else. Or at least he hasn't found what his niche is outside of football. That's my take. So, 24 out of 32 teams are expected to be in attendance. Does he get I think not. No. No. I don't think he gets signed. One, he's too old. Two, there's a playbook out on him, so you're not going to take anyone by surprise. Three, he's not accurate. Four, he needs a specific type of offense to even be remotely successful.
1: And, And that offense is currently in Baltimore.
0: Well, and I was thinking about that. Is Baltimore going to see him?
1: original 11 teams that were going there and the one team that actually stood out was the Patriots which I kind of found hilarious yeah. but it wouldn't it wouldn't put it past the Patriots to sign them just for intel on other teams um, specifically especially if they meet Baltimore again in the postseason because when did Colin Kepernick thrive? When Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator who's the offensive coordinator this year? For Baltimore Who's thriving? Yes, Lamar Jackson. Is he a conspiracy theory?
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, look here. Here is the thing, Eric. I'll, I'll just say this. I, well, finish your thought. Go ahead. No, I I, I. I
1: just think this workout is just to appease him. They wouldn't give him a list of attendees. They didn't. Uh, they wouldn't be completely honest with him about if he was to what wide receivers he was throwing to. So he's bringing his own. Um, you know, he. he he put on social media that he was ready, ready this, ready for this for three years. But then he started questioning, like the day, the time, where, uh, who is going to be there, and whatnot. I'm like, bro, if you're ready for three years, man, like you're ready to go tomorrow, okay? If you're ready for three years, that doesn't matter when this workout is. But I want to ask you this: When is Christian Ponders workout?
0: Right. I don't see him getting a workout. How about Tim Tebow? I'll keep hitting that drum. Yeah, I'll keep hitting that drum. Now, look, Tebow's doing really well with the Mets organization. He may actually end up being um, on the 40-man roster call-up, not this September, but in a few Septembers from now. Um, But I just, um, for me, look, the question that these 11 teams are going to have to answer, and I don't know the answer to this question. I'm not going to claim to know the answer to the question. If he gets signed, then one of those 11 teams looking at him decided, or 24 teams, whatever it was, decided that he was a better option than something they have on their bench, whether it's their third string or their second string quarterback. So would I be surprised if he signed with somebody as a third string quarterback? No. Would I be surprised in the sense that he would take that job? Yes. Yes. I think Colin Kaepernick thinks he should still be a starter. So I don't know that he'll sign with a team for a three year deal. You know, to be a third stringer or a backup, but time will tell. Um, yeah, there's a there's
1: a lot of there's a lot of people hammering for the bearish side. Of them. I'm like, what good is that gonna do? Oh, well, he'll take that team to do heights. Really? I mean, have you seen the defense? It really is not better than last year, it's actually worse than last year.
0: Yeah.
1: And who's he gonna throw to? One guy, the same guy that Trubisky did throw to. Now, I'm not advocating that Trubisky is some savior. Uh, everybody knows I was beating the drum that I thought he was gonna take a, a step a step forward this year. has it happened. But trying to get to off the street the last half of the last half of the NFL season? No. Sorry. Not happening.
0: Yeah. I hear you. All right. Well coming up next, we're gonna talk about um two more things. We're going to talk about matchups in the NFL and my idea for college football since they're paying players. So stay tuned. Uh